This, 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 this is mythical. Before we get started, we wanna let you know that Ear Biscuits is supported by Spotify. It's coming, the annual flood of year-end best of lists is almost here, but rest easy. Here's one best of list that you don't even have to read. All the best new podcasts of 2018 are on Spotify, from binge-worthy miniseries to pop culture-infused roundtables to so many shows about murder that you should probably invest in that double lock. But this isn't an ad for a double lock. No, It's buddy. an ad for Spotify. Yeah. There's no easier way to keep up with all your favorite shows and discover new ones. Tune out your younger cousin's impromptu power ranking of 2018's littest movie scenes featuring a sword with one of the year's Best Shows, podcasts on Spotify. They're streaming right now. And now, on with the biscuit. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we are exploring the question, what are our top 10 memories of 2018? And given that we have not shared these with each other, the corollary question is, and how many of them overlap? What if there's a 100% overlap? That I would say a lot about our I relationships with our family. 100% sure that, that there is happen. not a 100% overlap. What, because you've looked at my, yeah, Hold on. you haven't looked at my list, have you? If our list matches 100%, I will eat both of our lists and your jean jacket. Right now, I will eat the whole thing. And this is, this is a and fluffy one jean jacket. sitting. And. You heard it here, now there's a teaser. Plus, our wives and kids will probably be upset that, like, well, considering all of our top moments had to do with just each other. Well, because yeah, that ain't gonna happen. A good percentage of mine are just personal. <laughs> so if those were your favorite memories, right. then we've got something to talk about. <laughs> and uh, yeah, mine skew personal too. And I think um, that's good. Know. That's healthy. I think that is healthy. Well, let, let's decide at the end. But it is appropriate that we're having this conversation now because this is the last ear biscuit of 2018, and that's when the 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 top list happen, you know, that's just when it happens. If, you, if we did this in well, January. For the, first, for the first time ever, yeah. We talked about it, just waiting to do it for a January episode, but I was like, man, that's, it's too late. that's the future. People don't that's care about 2018 forward. at that point. We're future forward, so um, see how many of these, I think you've heard some tidbits of some of these stories, but. Uh, yeah. And moments, but maybe not. So this is the last episode of 2018, like Link said, and um, just a quick reminder, so the first episode will be on January 7th. That's when the next, the 2019 season starts, January 7th. But also, starting in 2019, all the video Ear Biscuits will be on their own YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Ear Biscuits. It's not just gonna be the new ones, but it's going to be all the old ones, the whole catalog of ones that we have video for, and then the ones that we don't have video for, we're gonna just put them up there as audio with a picture, right? Yep, just so you can keep, we, we have them all in the yeah. same repository. So you can go over there right now and subscribe to that YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Ear Biscuits. If you wanna watch us talk, as opposed to just listen to us talk, uh, the audio will still come out um, roughly a week before the video version. Yes. Uh, in the new year, so that's how things are gonna work. So I have my list, you have not cheated and looked at my list, yours is folded up, so I, I could, if I, I could read that, I could, I could. You can't go. read that far? No, I can, but I have to really, I have to really squint. Don't do it. Um, so. I need glasses, that's another thing that might happen in 2019, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. Already. Branding um, problem. I already got problems. So 
what I suggest we do is that we alternate presenting our tenth and then go down. I think we're already thinking the same thing, and then and then maybe they'll one on my list will be one of yours that's higher ranking on your list. You can go ahead and mention it at that time. Right. If reference, go ahead and mention yours. Get it out of the way. Um, but you know what? I want to go ahead and skip to one in an effort to just make a shameless plug. Good of ours. I would like to go ahead and spoiler alert, skip to my number, half of my number seven, okay? Okay. So half of my number seven. You got two, I, two parters? There's a, there's a couple of two parters. I think um, I might have a two parter. Um, one of the top, my seventh top moment of 2018 happened in November when it was our last tour of mythicality show. We were on the stage Performing, and I remember, you know, at the beginning, we each have, um, we each have like a monologue that we say, and like the lights up on me, and it's down on you, and then the light comes up on you, and I'm standing there, and I get to hear you talk about the start of our friendship, like when we first met, our first impressions mm -hmm. of each other, and I remember making a conscious decision. This is the last one. We're on stage in front of one of the largest crowds we've ever done this show to. In fact, wasn't it the largest crowd? No, it was one of them. It was the largest crowd. Yeah, it was. Foxwoods. Like 4,000. And I just made up my mind, I'm gonna savor this moment, that's the last show we do, and that was it. That's a, that's a mental picture I have, when I'm just, I'm look, just like I'm looking at you now, I'm looking across the stage, you're doing the last rendition of this show that we worked so hard on, and that we took to Australia, and then we took around the U.S. before that, and then we did a couple more spots. That then that wrapped it up. So that was a that was a big moment. Yes, in our career, just kind of coalescing something that we will never do again. That you can never see if you didn't get a ticket. I'm sorry. There's no way to see it. Oh, this is a good setup. The tour of mythicality stage show where we encapsulated lots of our book of mythicality in stage and dramatic form. Or you could never see it. Is there? A way to see it. Yes, there <laughs> is a way to see it because when we did the show in Los Angeles at the Wiltern, we actually filmed it. Yes, so we have produced our own special, the Tour of Mythicality special that you can go and get, you can pre-order right now on iTunes and you don't just get the special. You also get a documentary that we created that, that documented our travels while we were on the road and also kind of some of our perspective about the tour and that kind of thing. Yeah, if you remember um, our Instagram stories from the tour fall of 2017, you would see in a lot of those that one of us was also holding a camera because we documented some of those stuff ourselves and then we had um, some help in documenting some things. So it's. A lot of prep, a lot of creative hand wringing, behind the scenes stuff, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy the documentary just as much as the show itself, maybe. Yeah, so you um, can pre order that on iTunes. But so again, that's the tour and the tour documentary together on iTunes. However, you can also on iTunes uh, or wherever music is available, right? Most places. Uh, you can get the tour album, the live album, so all the songs that we performed live and a studio version of the song that we close every single show with, the Best Friends Till the End song. Uh, we recorded a studio version of that in this room right here. We recorded wow. that, because this is also our recording studio. 
Um, so you can get that album as well. Is that album available for pre-order or is that album just good to go now? And only available for pre-order. So okay, it's all pre-order, pre-order. all of it. Yeah. Just buy it blindly basically is what pre-order is all about. Just buy it based on trust. Just trust us. Yeah. Just trust us. It's a great us. exercise. Speaking of exercise, I'm glad that we did this exercise. You know, there's a little bit of homework involved, actually a lot. Um, I don't know how you went about this. Did you just sit in a meditative state and reflect? Well, I sat down and I was like, I started to think and then I was like, uh, <laughs> I have a horrible, we actually are known for having a good memory in terms of like being able to access things from our childhood, like for the book and that kind of thing, but that was because those are stories that we've told multiple times and yeah. we've reaccessed. But when I think about just my past year, I was like, what am I gonna do? And then I was like, oh, photos on my camera. That's exactly <laughs> what I did too. I think that's what most rational people would, yeah. choose, would choose to do. I and did. I was glad that, and then I was like, well what things did I experience that I didn't take photos for? And yeah. then I was able to, then I looked at our calendar. Then I looked at the calendar. Yeah. And then the third thing I looked at was what? the tattoos of all the things that we did that you have on your back that you're gonna reveal right now. <laughs> Um, no, my my digital journal or my my note taking uh, digital space. I wouldn't really call it a journal, but I do journal some thoughts mm, that I have there, yep. and they are, there's dates associated, and that that jogged a few memories. So the, I didn't get to that. Those three thi- three things put it together, and then I I I did it by month just so I would have a list and that became a journal entry now that I wanna do every year which is like a by month, at the end of the year a by month highlight. And then yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna rank these because I don't wanna show favoritism to any of moments from my life. I just wanna be able to enjoy each moment as if it were the best. And then I told you that right before we did this and you said that's a bad idea, you should rank these. Yeah. Nobody wants a ranked, a top 10 list that's not ranked. Yeah, you I'm gotta like, rank it, it's 2018 that's man. A pretty good, that's a pretty good point. It's Red. 2018 for just a little bit longer. So I have ranked my list. Um, yep. And I, I did, and it was not easy to rank and also I think I can tell by looking at yours over there that you had some honorable mentions. I also had some honorable mentions that I was like, ah, they, these, may, these got shifted off as I, as I sifted through the memories. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So we'll skip those and then maybe yeah. something that happened to me was in your honorable mention or vice versa. So uh, do you wanna go you wanna ahead s- and sh- start start with number 10 yeah. before we, we go into our ad break? Start with your number 10. So the least special moment of 2018 amongst the most special moments of 2018 that's, for you was that's what? A, that's an uncharitable way to put it. Um, was when we Went around town with our good friend Mike Edwards oh. to find the best Al Pastor taco in Los Angeles. That is something uh, that we documented on the Retin Link Instagram. And uh, it was one of those things where Mike said he was, co- we talked about it a little bit, but Mike said he was coming into town. He said, we gotta go back to that place to get tacos. Yeah. And then I was like, well, what if we just went all around the whole town and found the best ones and documented the whole thing? Do you remember when this was? What month this was? Because I need it, to add this to my list. It was. It was uh, to, my, to my digital journal. It was pretty early. Uh, it was January or February. Oh, it was. Yeah, it, it was pretty early in the year. And the thing that, first of all, I find that, and I've talked about this a little bit. I really like creating experiences. Like that's one of the. I, that's one of the reasons that we we do the game night. 
isn't just because I'm selfishly want to have, play games and experience those people, but I really like creating a, a, an experience. You like being a ringmaster? And then like being like, all right, let's just do this thing all together and see what happens. Well, and I think that the Instagram it makes part the, of the experience. Yeah, well, it, adding a little bit of structure, that's why I always like a competition. That's why if you're all gonna get together, somebody may, should win something. <laughs> you know, I liked it because we weren't competing but there was a competition. That's a sweet spot for me. Yeah. We were, we were like, and, and then Mike was really cool and gracious to actually be excited about the fact that it was on our Instagram versus guys, I'm coming into town. I see you a couple of times a year. You guys gonna Instagram this whole no, thing? No, he, he loved excited. it, he, he which likes, was really cool. He likes to eat quite a bit, so. Uh, that it, you know, you just stick a taco in his mouth and he'll be happy about anything. <laughs> but he, he wasn't unhappy about the Instagram No, part. he wasn't, he wasn't. Um, yeah, so that, that was, was a, number 10. That was a good moment I I totally forgotten about. Cause yeah, I didn't you don't actually. have Instagram, you don't go on Instagram. I didn't, I didn't look, did you look at Instagram for uh, your photos? Because I didn't look there. Uh, I just had a bunch of, I had all the videos that we created that night you, you did as look, part of my photo oh. album. Oh, okay, is that how it works? I think if you save them, you can save them to your, I don't know how it works, but yeah, I saw it on there. Maybe I just saw pictures, I'm old. Um, my number 10 doesn't involve you. Sorry, Okay. doesn't involve our friend Mike, it doesn't involve tacos, so it, it doesn't involve anybody any, but you. <laughs> anybody but me, <laughs> that's right. Um, in September, I don't think I told, I might have mentioned this to you, but I don't think I told anybody else. I decided, um, you know, like looking out from my house, I can see a mountain in the distance. Mm. I might have mentioned this on here, but I'm like, I'm gonna go up there. And I had been up there once and it was, I actually I didn't go, I didn't make it all the way for time constraints, not for like physical constraints because I'm, I'm a specimen. Oh gosh. <laughs> no, I, I made up my mind, you know what, that was over a year ago, I'm gonna do that again, I'm gonna get up at the butt crack of dawn and I'm a, so I can get back at a reasonable time and not spoil my whole Saturday. Be a little family man too. And I, I took a hike all the way up to that mountaintop and it ended up being like a a six hour hike. Mm. And um I had this I had this playlist, this like instrumental playlist that I put on my earbuds right at the beginning. And it it turned out like I listened to it the whole way up and the whole way down and um it the way that the playlist timed out to end as I was ending my hike. It was like a magical experience, like a magical moment of Were you referencing the time and completion? Like, like walking slow or walking faster? Down? No, I even took took a wrong turn and had to had to backtrack like a, a quarter of a mile almost. And it was still and and that was fate saying, I want this Spotify reflection playlist to to end at just the right time. And so, and it was it was it was the most grueling hike I've ever done. And like, I don't know, since that time I went to Yosemite just out of college. Really? Yeah. Which does says more about very, me than the get, hike. Does it I get think. very steep? Well, it says it's very long. Says more about me. But it was an exercise in solitude that, um, honestly, replaced on my list me going to Slab City, which is another exercise in solitude, which wow. I'll just honorably mention. And I, because I knew I'd already talked to you guys, and maybe that also about it, maybe that kind of 
push it off my list because I didn't want to share it, which is not a good way to make a list for, for me. Oh yeah, if I'm making you it for you. You can't think about that. Um, but they're similar things, but the reason why I, I ranked this one a little bit higher was because it's much more accessible for me to do again and something that's like, it engenders a higher likelihood of an exercise in solitude, just like a half day hike versus like a, a two day trip. It's, I, can, I feel like I can go out there and do that again, you know? So that's why it was it was a bigger moment, especially you, with the playlist. Now thing. You, you could do it. So that was it. Even more often, if every time I take a hike and I get to the top of a mountain, yeah, I'm like, man, I wish there was a zip line. You know what I'm saying? You get up there and you're like, I got to go back down the same daggum trail, and it's gonna hurt my knees. If why, we were in why middle did, school, why didn't they put a zip line? We would be constructing a zip line now in what order to realize. What do you think this. it would cost? And how much pushback would we get from like this, the county if we the hired county. if we like put a zip line in just without asking from the peak of that mountain behind your house to your house oh, to my house all the way to the back well, that that would that would generate a lot of uh, hiker traffic <laughs> at my house with everyone coming I I wouldn't want a zip line to to terminate at my house mm. yeah that's a good point. Well, I mean, there was a project. How about your neighbor's house? Proposed to put a not a zip line, but a um, one of those ski trolley things, as big friggin' to, to do one of those to and from the Hollywood side. And it's it's still being considered in some circles. A gondola. A gondola. It's different. Oh, okay. So that's my number ten. Okay. Well, we've got a lot more to go, uh, and we're going to get to that in just a second. But first, we want to let you know that this episode of Ear Biscuits is supported by ExpressVPN. Whether in a cafe or a hotel, we often rely on public Wi-Fi to use the internet on the go. However, something as simple as paying your online bills from a Starbucks can leave your data exposed. First off, you, you probably shouldn't be paying your bills from a Starbucks, not just because of the security issue, but because, I mean, anybody looks over your shoulders, I mean, they get, they're, they're just gonna know like, oh, that's how much electricity you use every month, and they can use that against you. Yeah, it gets worse than that, though. A hacker with the right know-how can easily intercept your data without looking over your shoulder, Rhett. Yes, they can do it true. with with hacker magic, stealing passwords, credit card numbers, personal details, and listen, to protect our online activity from spies and hackers, we use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN has easy to use apps that run seamlessly in the background of my computer and Link's computer, phone and tablet, all the stuffs. Turning on ExpressVPN protection only takes one click. It secures and anonymizes your internet browser by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. Using ExpressVPN, you can safely surf on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having your personal data stolen. For less than seven bucks a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN protection that we got. And ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash ear. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash ear for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash ear to learn more. Ear Biscuits is also supported by Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos. Gotta get in with them cryptos. All commission free. 
Robinhood strives to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. And it's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence, simple and intuitive, with data presented in an easy to digest way. But you should be careful with how much data you digest because. Yeah, it's really, it could really weigh you down. Yeah, it can weigh you down and you can get reflux. You can get data reflux. There's no cost and no commission fees. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees. No, they don't charge commission fees. You hear that? And you can trade stocks and keep all damn profits. The Robinhood web platform lets you view stock collections, sectors like entertainment and social media and curated categories like female CEOs and analyst ratings of buy, hold, sell for every stock. Yeah, so you can choose to invest in the things that you believe in, that you kind of identify with, they make that easy. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Ford or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at earbiscuits.robinhood.com. That's earbiscuits.robinhood.com. Now back to the biscuit. All right, let's get into your number nine, I believe we're at. And, and you know what we should probably do? Well, let's just keep going back and forth for now. Okay, yeah. Because I, you know. Um, okay, so mine, my suspicion, just even just based on your first one, um, is that you're going to be a little bit more of a specific. This is the time. This is the time. I was looking at you at this kind of thing. <laughs> and my, just the way my brain works, it's gonna be a little bit more general, but then I have some specificity within the generality. I'll accept it. Um, so number nine for me is the fact that I kind of discovered skiing with my family. Yes. As a thing. That was in January, um, right at the top of the year. Yeah, so we went to Big Bear, our families went together and uh, and then I ended up going back again with my boys one time after that and then I ended up going with my family to Mammoth uh, which was like next level in terms of the amount of skiing that there is available and the amount of snow and just the quality of it. And uh, and now we're planning a trip, that's what we're gonna do for their spring break is we're going skiing. But I, I really like it as a, as a sport, it's a little, it's, I feel like there's danger involved and I really and I could run into a tree at any point, uh, but I don't really go that fast. I could also just fall at any point. Please don't run into a tree. Um, I don't go that fast. I take it pretty easy. I don't go into crazy places. I don't go. I don't leave this course or whatever they call it, the trail. Uh, but I enjoy it a lot personally. But I enjoy doing that kind of thing with my boys a bunch. Jesse, not she's not so much into it. She did it and she learned how to ski basically and then she's totally fine with us going as a family to, 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 to do it over spring break but she's like, I'm gonna read a lot. She's a lodger. Yeah, she's a lodger. And, uh, but there was a specific moment. So she, where the term dislodge comes from right, actually. You, you need to dislodge. when you get your wife Jessie. out of the, the lodge. <laughs> you dislodge her. The, uh, the, the specific memory that sticks in my mind is, so Shepard, would go to these lessons because you can kind of put the younger kids into these all day lessons, which is a great way to just forget about your kid. Um, and also get them to actually learn how to ski without biting their heads off personally because you don't know anything about skiing in my case. Yeah. Um, but he would get out of skiing and then we would be able to ski just a little bit before everything closed down for the day. 
And there was just a moment where me and Locke and Shepard were all kind of skiing, well, trying to get down the mountain. Shepard was falling repeatedly because the lesson was apparently not very effective. But at least in the moment where we were all on our feet and we were all going down the slopes, I was like, this is what I thought being a dad would be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have those moments where you're like all doing something super <laughs> awesome on a mountain and you're like, this is being a dad. Finally. Yeah, <laughs> and then your son falls and slides down the mountain and leaves his skis way up high and you have to somehow get back up this slope and then like a stranger starts to help him and then you're like, I don't know how I feel about that but I do appreciate you helping uh, and then you're like, I don't like being a dad. That's, now you're in it. That's the balance. Um, yeah, that was an honorable mention for me. My kids learning to ski at the January thing, but we didn't follow. We haven't. We haven't been back since. I gotta. I got to do that. You gonna write it on your list? I didn't got to ski list. again. Got to ski again. Number nine for me. Uh, I won't spend much time on this because it's very fresh, and we talked. I talked about it very recently. Um, but I have reflected on it even more, and it has increased in magnitude since um, it happened. And we even talked about it on here. And that is at Thanksgiving when my mom and uh, Lewis were at my dad's side of the family for yeah. Thanksgiving. That's a moment that, well, I, I didn't put it in these specific terms, but this is what I began to appreciate. It was the first time that my mom and dad had been at an event besides, I guess my high school graduation that I can remember since I was like two years old. So in my memory, you know, between high school and then college graduation and when we would have babies and they would both show up. It was not, it was the first time that there was like an elective, we don't have to get together, but we did. And that, that's, it, it's gotten even more uh, of a big thing in my mind. So again, I talked about it recently, so well, I'm not just gonna to, say, not to ruin that's the my memory, number nine. But they did get together at the barbecue dinner that we did the tour of mythicality. They kinda, that was, but it was a one, that was a, in order to experience the event, they both had to be there. It's just like the birth of a child. It was less intimate. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't really elective. Like they, it oh, was elective. A, elective, it okay. was the first elective thing that they both showed up at. You're saying they could have chosen not to come? Yeah, just like every other year when we have Thanksgiving separate. Right. Yeah. Um, Big moment. Number eight uh, for me is my solo trip did make my list. Okay. Uh, I talked again, I talked about this relatively extensively on the podcast earlier this year, most notably talking about the experience I had in the Yoga Dome. Oh, I thought you were talking about when you spent 20 minutes in the bathroom no, that like was, every other that's day. every other day. Uh, this is when I went to Avila Beach and um, we say to that weird place with the hot tub, yeah, and you that like they funnel the sulfur water into your room or your deck or whatever. I wonder if that got affected by the fires. No, it's not. I mean, it wasn't in any of the. It, it wasn't in either of the places where there. It were was fires. in between. Them. Yeah, it's like Central Coast. Okay, yeah. Um, what's it, the? If you had to make it a moment, do you have one? The specific moment was. Uh, so you've got like the hot tub that is on the deck in your room, but then you've got the hillside hot tubs mm -hmm. that are 
on a hillside and they're basically sort of privatized a little bit so you can see down the mountain but from the path that other people access hot tubs in, they can't see you so naked <laughs> You just said that, yep. Naked, yep. Nakedivity. Okay. Na- nakedness. <laughs> Now let's go with naked titties. I didn't see any titties. I, I just want to. I, I do. I do want to say that. Well, that, just that is top. a percussive word, isn't because, it? Because it's like I, a hi hat. I just want to say that mine were out. Mine were out. Okay, but I didn't. I didn't see any. It just when I started talking about being naked on a hot tub, and then I accidentally put the word titty. Say it again, brother. To nakedity. Um, I went. I combined the word nakedness and nativity, which. There's an idea for Christmas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. I bet that is <laughs> nakedivity. You could really piss off a small southern town. I bet if you I, combine those two things. I bet that's the thing. Yeah, do you want? Uh, do you want my number? Oh, eight? but no. But I was saying my, I didn't even get to my moment. It was. Oh, it was. Sorry. It was being. I thought we. Oh, that, I thought that was quite a moment. It was being naked in the hot tub, on the side of a mountain, and kind of looking out. Oh wow. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, my number eight in April um, was when my cousin Britton, who I've talked about, came out here for the first time. He was on The Voice. He was just starting to compete, and they put they hold him up in that hotel, and he couldn't leave. Yeah. And um, of course, it wasn't the first time I've met him, but that was the first. It it felt like it because I was like, okay, you're out here doing this thing. Uh, I think we met him passing a few times, but in April, that was the first time that we met. I met him at the Denny's for lunch. And um, I was talking to him about being on The Voice, and you know, it was very early on. He ended up almost winning the whole thing. Um, but it began a friendship and a relationship to where, you know, then every week after The Voice, uh, Christy and the kids, we'd all pile in the car and we'd drive. 20 minutes in order to meet him for dinner and whoever would be in town that had, was watching him on The Voice, like his mom or his dad or his friends or things like that, we'd all eat dinner together and like then it would be on television at the place where we were eating dinner at the hotel because he wasn't allowed to leave. Right. And um, so it was really cool like watching The Voice with him just after he had been on it and it was the start of something that now at this point, starting in January, he's coming to live with us mm-hmm. because Christian and I ended up saying, encouraging him, hey, if you wanna make it in as, as an artist, as a musician, you know, you've got this album that Alicia Keys has uh, helped you produce and it's about to come out. You gotta capitalize on this. You don't need to be in Sanford, North Carolina. You need to be in Nashville or Los Angeles or so live with us and make this thing happen. So uh, that's what's gonna happen in, in January. We're all super excited. I mean, the kids are getting like an older brother, basically, um, even though he's, he's about to turn, he'll turn 19 right before he moves in with us. Mm-hmm. And um, the living arrangement is gonna be a little interesting because we don't have a guest room, but we have a-, a You have a doghouse. <laughs> I, I'll save that story for later, but it's, we're not gonna put him in the doghouse. But um, I mean, our our personal lives are gonna drastically change because there's another, it's like we're adopting a a young adult. 
mm-hmm. to live with us who's an aspiring musician. And um, it all started that April. So I'll go back to that moment. Little did any of us know when we were eating, I don't know, what you eat at Denny's, a, a super slam? No, oh, that's gosh. That's wrestling. Grand slam. Great. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, um, and that as, was that's my number uh, that's my number seven. As I've stated before, um, Britain is one of my favorite people. Now that I've gotten to know him, potentially the best thing that's ever come out of our friendship <laughs> <laughs> is Britain. So uh, for you, I'm looking I'm looking forward to him being here. You mind if I go take a whiz real quick? I Are tip- you serious? I typically time that a little bit better. Are you? Is I, that why your eyes are floating? Yeah, get out of here. I'm, I mean, I'm going to keep going through my eyes list. are floating. I've been put. I put my drops in, man. I'm trying to keep my. Don't eye. get self conscious. It it's a. It's I'm a saying. Tries to keep my eye. Oh, oh, you're saying. Oh, you're, it's a euphemism for having to Pete. Yeah, Pete. <laughs> I got I got to get it out. I got some. Pete, I got some Pete moss. <laughs> I got some Pete moss. I need to get out. Now, now here's the option. You can continue on. I'm not. Or you can. You can pause it. It's up to you. I'm gonna pause it. I feel like maybe I should go too, just to because we like to sync it up. You know. Okay. All right. How you feeling, man? You're back. You didn't miss anything. I just Woof. took. I just took my jacket off. I didn't miss anything. Um. But I did piss anything. Oh gosh. Okay. So, what's your number? What's your number seven? I gave away half of my number seven already. With the tour of mythicality. Um, closer. <clears throat> my number seven is the day that me and you. Over the summer, went surfing, and then went and ate at that restaurant. Oh yeah, um, what's the name of that restaurant? Glad Gladstones. Gladstones. Uh, That's yeah, over there on, on, uh, right off the one. And um, I was wearing a winter coat. I don't recall that. You you made fun of me because I had a winter coat in my car and that I was wearing it, and it was summer, but. During that time, um, during the summer in general, we were kind of more in like a brainstorming phase. So we were we were coming up with ideas for for different things that some that we're working on now, some that uh, we decided weren't good enough <laughs> to work on. But yeah. it, and this is something we talk about relatively often about finding like unstructured creative time. Yeah, and it was one of those times where we got to do something that we really enjoy doing, which is surfing, and then making the decision to just walk into. First of all, that restaurant is really interesting because, and I think it's significantly different now. I don't know, like I think Wolfgang Puck is like buying it or something. I don't know when that's happening, but uh, for it to become something else, like two years from now, though. But like people were kind of like dressed up, like they were going to a restaurant, but we were like in bathing suits. Of course, you were in a bathing suit and a winter coat, <laughs> which, which made you look like maybe you. You can d- get away with anything in this town, <laughs> and um, but we 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 were there for a long time because we didn't. Unlike most of the time, it's like well we got to go surfing, but we got to get back because we have a meeting or we have this thing that we have to be yeah. at because all our time is so structured. To have some unstructured time, uh, that was a good moment, and also we got really excited about a particular idea. 
then we came back and discussed it with Stevie and she pointed out why it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> no, it was one of those things that like we were excited about certain elements of it and she was like, well, have you thought about this? And when we thought about that one thing, they were like, yeah, well, actually that is a problem. And we never solved that problem. All I'll say. And so it kind of stalled out. It's kind of interesting that, well, I'll just say, it was a concept for a Christmas movie. There's no reason not to say I it. Don't say what it was. I'm though. not gonna say what it was. Because I still think there's a way to solve the problem. But yeah, there's and nothing. still make it. Yeah, so was, we conceptualized a Christmas movie. <laughs> We're gonna make a Christmas and movie. And now here we are, it's the, it's the holiday season and maybe we should pick it back up because we're really in the mood, man. I, I woke up in the middle of the night, I was sleeping on both my arms. They were both dead. How would you do that? I don't know. You, you have to be on your back, it's I mean, usually, on your stomach to do that. I know, I'm, well I don't sleep on my side. I guess I either sleep on my back or I sleep on both my arms at once. But if I woke up and both of my arms were asleep, I would think that it, that was the end. I was it was over. My body was was failing me. It's just like a Monday morning to me. You're shutting I mean, down. And it, but the, then I looked outside and it was, you know, it was the clearest it's ever been in L.A. And then I'm like, Super clear. I come into work and I'm, I'm I'm driving into work. I'm listening to Christmas music, and then I start to fill my arms again. No. <laughs> yeah, don't start driving if you can't <laughs> fill your arms. But I'm, I'm like, nut, I had a headache when I woke up, both my arms died, but then I was like, I look outside and I put on the Christmas music and then you know what? It's, it's all good. And I think in that light, we should, we should reassess this Christmas movie. Mm. We, it was the wrong time of year. Right yeah, in a Christmas in movie in, in July. You were, you were wearing a winter coat, you were trying I, to I help. I was trying my best and you were just, you're trying to get that the was Christmas a, spirit. That was a good moment. So for me, 7A was the last tour of Mythicality show ever. And then even though it's a totally different time, a month earlier in October, I combine this as a top moment, is that the first Rentlink concert at the North Carolina State Fair was my other half of my seventh top moment of the year. Because just like the other one represented something coming to a close, this represented something blossoming, which we've, yeah. again, we've talked about, but it was a lot of fun and um, um, you know, we're going to London in February. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna, I, we're, and we're look, looking to do some other stuff. We're going to Nashville. Yeah, we'll talk after about that. that too. We're going, and we'll see if we can go some other places. Yeah, I, uh, the the tour well since most of that's the, my that's my top seven most of the tour for the tour of Mythicality took place in 2017. Um, obviously, I'm going to talk a little bit about the trip, the the big vacation that we had, which included the tour. I, I'll I'll just preview that one moment. So, uh, the Australia Fiji trip is higher up on my list. Of course, but, but if you're talking about the NC State, were you talking about the NC State concert? Or are you talking no? About I'm talking about the tour in general. Okay. Uh, and I kind of, well, I lumped the State Fair into the tour. I know it's different and I know why it's different and I agree with that, but that didn't make my top being different 10. made it a moment for me. For me, I was so, I was sick that that trip and I was like fighting off like my voice going out and I was, I didn't feel prepared. I, I wanted us to have more time to like go through the songs and practice and I, and I didn't have all the lyrics down, I didn't have all the chords down. That was, it was, it was seminal it was important, but it didn't. It wasn't a favorite memory of mine because 
it was I was stressed out in the midst of it, so I couldn't really enjoy it in the way it that I hoped to. It was semi-seminal. In the way that I hoped to enjoy it. Semi-seminal titty. Okay, yep. I didn't think we had to say titty again there, I said it again. Uh, but there was a moment when we were on tour, since, since you've already shared your tour part, when we were in Australia, and you know, I also, the, the most sort of, it's that moment where you're talking and the light's on you, where I'm kind of I'm in the I'm in the dark, so it's similar. It's the time that we have to like process things. Yeah, it's the only time you have to process anything in the midst of the show. The yeah. show, and you've already done a little bit of you know. There's a little bit of stuff that's happened. We like sang a little song, and then you're kind of getting the vibe of the crowd, and you can kind of see people in the first few rows, and I just remember thinking, Dang, we're in Australia, man. Like this stuff that we're doing has connected with another continent in a way that has gotten people to show up to see it. Yeah. And I just remember thinking that that was it was very special. So that that that's the the tour portion of one of my top memories, which is the trip, which I'm not going to reveal a number yet because it's higher up. Um, so are you going with number six? I'm going with number six. What's number six. Number six is. Um, breakfast with my boys, which is something that I started to do weekly in 2018. Okay. Um, there's it. It isn't happening right now for reasons I'll explain in a second. Um, but I was just like, I'm gonna take them because I don't take them to school. Uh, because I'm I'm gone. I I'm at the gym or here before it's time to take them to school and. Every once in a while I'll do it if there's some, but it's not a regular part of my schedule. I was like, I want there to be some regular thing that we do that like means something. Again, it's just like, you're trying to create those dad moments, you know? You're trying to create those coming down a mountain moments. And uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna take them to breakfast every Tuesday morning. Oh, I can't remember what day it was. Um, and we did that for half of the year. We did it for half of the year. We had to stop because once Locke's basketball started, which for some reason started in the summer, he has practice really early in the morning and then it's still like an hour and a half difference from when Shepard needs to be up and so, but as soon as basketball season is over in February, we're gonna start again and then go through the year until he can't do it again. But um, it's again, you kind of want it to be this thing where you're like, you have this thing as a dad. Right, you have this. Right, yeah. You have this mindset where you're like, I'm going to take my kids to this diner, and we're going to have breakfast. It's going to be like a Norman Rockwell painting. And I'm going to talk to them about their day, and I'm going to give them some fatherly wisdom, and right, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And all too often, it's sort of just like you're sitting across from a a ten year old and a teenager. And they're kind of just like it's the early in the morning, and they're just eating, and you're just like, so what do you guys? What's what, what's happening today? And they're like, oh no, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, and I realize that those are dad moments as well, but the the idea of like, well, well, let me say something that's going to change your day. It's like not that I didn't do that on some degree, and I hope that the memory will loom larger in their minds as they get older, but, and it did make my list. Yeah, and because I, it was very special, and it is special, and it will be again. I think it, 
Yeah, I, I totally relate, relate to that. I, I think um, as I look through a lot of the photos and all the stuff we did as um, as a family or even things Christy and I did, it's, um, well, especially with the kids. It's one of those, it, what I realized, it's about creating um, an event or creating, I, I hate using this term, but it's like, uh -oh. you know what I'm about to say, creating space. Oh, I thought you were gonna say titty again. Like we got, you know, I, I think this is a very, I don't know if it's just in our friend group, but there's a lot of creating space phraseology. But it it's perfect for this, because it's like, you don't know exactly what's gonna fill the space, but you've, you've set parameters that like, this is who I'm with for this amount of time. I'm with my kids every Tuesday morning for breakfast, and then within that space, things can happen, because so much, so much of the meaningful things that happen aren't what you plan, it what, it's what happens within the context of that space. So it's, and with parenting specifically, it's the reacting to a moment, like that moment when something goes wrong in one of your kids' lives and you've gotta respond to it, or something goes right and you're there to respond to it, you know? And to experience it or help them unpack it. Um, so I, I think it's, I totally relate to it that it's, it's important that you create the space that then things can happen and then a lot of times they nothing happens and you need to have faith that like, we have this moment where when something does happen, I'll be here for it or mm -hmm. this is a space where we can talk about it and it won't just, it won't just uh, whoosh, go away, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that that those moments will happen and have happened, you know? Yeah. Within the context of breakfast. Yeah. It's not yeah, just yeah, about yeah. the eggs. It just isn't as uh, curated as you want it to be. Right. Sometimes. I even th find that with vacation. You know, it's like, it, I, I think it's, I'll, I'll, it's, it's with everything. I'll, I'll get to that. Let's see. So we're at number six. My number six is in May. Um, we were filming the chocolate. Human Chocolate Fountain. Mm -hmm. um, that was a memory for me when you peed it into my mouth. Which is one of the top episodes of the year. Uh, um, it was an exhilarating moment that um, within the context of Good Mythical Morning uh, was, was, was one of the best, best moments. Um, but I'm making it a moment here because if you remember right afterward, that that was the last thing we shot in the studio for, for the extended twenty-two minute version of GMM, when mm -hmm. you know launching back in October twenty seventeen, it went up into the summer of this year, and then it ended. You know, us doing three videos a day, four at one point, five including more. Yeah. Then we went down to three plus one. And when I look back at our calendar, like I couldn't believe the way how much we worked and shot for the show, how much we were on camera filming. Like it. All day, every day, nonstop. It, it monopolized our schedule to a point where like, I had forgotten how much. Like we made, I mean we made a decision that like, okay, if this thing doesn't continue, like we're gonna drastically change our schedule and how we work so that it, it doesn't feel like this anymore. And we've succeeded at that. 
I am so grateful when I look back at the first half of our year at the calendar that that, that stopped. <laughs> I'm so relieved that that stopped. Well, and it, and, and it may be, okay, that was an investment. Um, that then this is my say, number two moment. It's your way. number two moment. My number two moment is ending the extended version of Good Mythical Morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and yeah, I can move it up my list. You don't uh, have to move it. I'm not gonna move it. But it's six on mine. It's number two on yours. But it, I can totally believe, and I'm not gonna argue with it being number two because. It was almost it, number one. It drastic. <laughs> it changed. Jacob's the, like me too. <laughs> Jacob's number one. It it changed the complexion of our entire lives. Well, and 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 look, I know we've talked about this a little bit, and there's like there's confusion about like what that was all about, and I think the sort of the general consensus, uh, the sort of the sort of nonchalant fan who hasn't really followed the details would just assume. You guys decided to change GMM for some reason, probably because you wanted more ad revenue or whatever, and then everybody didn't really respond to it in the way that you would have hoped, and then you decided to stop doing it. That's actually not anywhere close to what the reality is. Just to, I've explained this a little bit, but I'll just say it again. It never hurts to put the truth out there. Um, so YouTube approached us and basically said, we've got this new program, uh, where we're giving people a bunch of resources to make awesome stuff. And we want Good Mythical Morning to be a part. Of, it was a little more complicated than that. They wanted us to make another kind of show. We were like, we can't, we've got GMM. Uh, and, they were, and then we're like, okay, well what if we just made, made GMM even bigger and better? And part of the, the process was you had to have a bunch of different segments because they're buying the ads for it and that kind of thing and that's what turned it into the multi-segment version of GMM. Now we were very, very hesitant to do it because we had something that was a very particular way but it was the kind of thing that the amount of resources including people and money that would come into our company in order to make this happen is something that we really couldn't say no to and we were like, Surely with putting this much into GMM, we're gonna, sh sh just like we talked about before, something's gonna happen. This is gonna shake things up. This is gonna lead to something. And then when it started, it was, like Link said, it was so much work and it was all GMM all the time. And as you know, we like to do other things other than GMM. We got other ideas like a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> and we wanna get to those things and we wanna have time for them. And our old schedule of doing one video a day did allow for us to do other things. So in the midst of it, while our company had been transformed, we ended up expanding our studio physically, we ended up expanding our staff by a lot, getting a lot of talented people in here. A lot of really incredible things happened. We changed the way we do our production, we became more efficient. And then when YouTube, not us, decided that they didn't want any more of it, uh, we were both like, wow, that, is helpful <laughs> in one sense because that is going to allow us to go back to the old school version of GMM, which is what most people wanted to begin with. But every but we don't regret it at all because of what it allowed us to do and how it transformed the way we even shoot the show now. But I will say that that moment that we found out that it wasn't happening uh, was this huge, just sigh of relief. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, and, and, and it transformed and it, the second half of the year. And like I said, without looking back at the calendar, I tend to forget how much. So it was nice to to go back and do that. But I'm again, I'm saying that the moment was peeing chocolate into your mouth because oh yeah, that was what I was saying as well. Because it um it encapsulates the. I mean, it 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 was us given the opportunity to pour ourselves in, no pun intended, into GMM, and then what comes out the other side is chocolate pee. Very much beneficial uh, to us. Lessons learned, um, all the things that infrastructure changes, yeah. uh, all all of that stuff. But it ended on a high note, a brown liquidy high note. Yeah, and there were some incredible things created in that in that in that stretch. Wow. So I. I preempted your number two, but that's okay. From yeah. a producerial standpoint, we're getting to some really meaningful stuff earlier because I ranked them differently on my list. Right, right. Okay, so what is your number five, I believe? Uh, number five, this is the year that I discovered Palm Springs, okay? Okay. And um, I know that sounds weird in one sense since it's just a town that is east of here, but uh, a couple of things happened. One, took a, Really awesome trip with my family to Palm Springs. We went there over spring break, and that was where the weird horseback riding story that I told, and the, oh, yeah. the guy who had the dream, and that's just a memory. I saw pictures of that. I was like, that my kids are never gonna forget that. It was just a relaxing weekend with a great experience as a family on horseback. Uh, but also, some good friends of ours got a place out there, and we spent some time with uh, our close group of friends, and. I, this is sort of representative of what we've talked about before, but like we've made some really good friends that uh, good friends are tough to find. Yeah. You know, good friends are tough to find in Los Angeles, a place that has so many people, but it can be very difficult to carry on friendships and also to have meaningful friendships that aren't shallow and aren't based on trying to leverage something from somebody. So I would say, a very large amount of the friendships in this town are strategic and they're about who you know so I can then do this thing that I wanna do and advance myself. It was very cool to kind of make friends with people who are, many of them are very successful in their own right and have accomplished many different things, but that isn't the dynamic of our friendship and our relationship and our group dynamic at all. It's not about who has done what and who has, how many Instagram followers anybody has, it's like, being in a group where, and this is interesting, like once you kind of become a quote public figure, you do question what people's motivations for friendship is. Yeah. And to have a group of friends that that is not the case at all has been this incredible blessing this year. And when we went to Palm Springs, we were able to basically have a time where we were vulnerable with each other and like basically sitting around kind of like talking about what was happening in our lives and that was a moment there where just adults being vulnerable with one another and getting into each other's lives, it's not something that happens very often uh, outside of certain sort of structures and uh, that, was a, that was a highlight for me. I was there for that. You were. So it's a highlight for me too. I kind of forgot to put it on my list though. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry friends. <laughs> yeah, okay. So my number my number 5 uh is in February and then comes back in June. In February, um similar to the um 
you, you having your, your breakfast with your boys, uh, I, we both ha instituted dad days where it's like once a month taking one kid or, or more often than that and scheduling, okay, this is gonna be an extended period where we plan something, I plan something just with one of my kids. And I've got many highlights from, from each dad day with Lily and Lincoln. But this particular one's the first one I did was with Lando and we went to an, an interactive hands-on museum in Pasadena. And uh, it's a highlight because it was the first dad day, I believe. But then there's this thing that you climb up inside and it's like the kids climb up inside and then it, it spirals up. And I can't, I can't remember if I told you guys about this, but um, again, it was, so. there's not much to it, except I went in the thing with him and I was crawling around inside of it and we were having a good time. And he was a little afraid to go up to the top without me going with him. So here I am, an adult inside of this thing. And there are a few adults in it, but um, it doesn't really accommodate adults that well. And um, so you're questioning the whole time, am I supposed to be in here? But I did it anyway. And um, it was just a special moment for us that was like nothing happened, you know? It wasn't like one of those stories that then it becomes an Ear Biscuit story where it's like, and I got hurt, <laughs> you know, type of thing. <laughs> um, it was just, uh, it turns out that then, again, that was February, in June, I I had a dream about the about that experience. Like I re-experienced it via dream with Lando. Like we were back in the thing and it was like it was I was able to tap into like the joy of the moment. It was amazing. It was an amazing Nothing weird happened in the dream? It was no. just, just the same thing. It was yeah, it was like a memory? Yeah. Weird. It was weird. And it helped me appreciate that, yeah, that was a very special moment that, again, maybe at the time it was like, yes, the dad day, creating that space, so to speak, or like going to the museum, that was good, but it's like it actually came down to that moment, like my brain said, okay, I'm gonna dream about this. Hmm. And it was, so it became even that much more special, and I held on to it, having recalled the memory um, that now it's, it's, it's even stronger. So much so that it it represents Dad Day. It represents my relationship with Lando. It rep, you know, and um, so yeah, it's a, it's it's a top moment where we're just having a good time in this confined space that kind of smelled like stinky kids. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a ball, you know? a ball pit at McDonald's. All right. So now, whenever, no matter no matter how much you charge, right? If you're gonna if you let kids in there with their shoes off, forget about it. Yeah, so now whenever I smell stinky kids, I'm catapulted to a positive memory. It's, Cata it's catapulted to a positive memory. Okay, my number four. I sniff kids' socks. Oh gosh. No, I don't. Um, my number four is beginning to work and continuing to work on the thing that we can't talk about. Right, I didn't put that on the list because we can't it's talk so about frustrating, it. but it's hard not to put it on the list because it's, it's it's defining the second half of this year in a lot of ways. We'll be able to talk about creatively. it creatively. We'll be able to talk about it soon. I don't know when, but it's. Uh, but let me just let me just describe it at a high level. Uh, we're working on something that is pulling on our 
Did you? Why are you deciding to put a tea bag in your mouth right now in, the, in this moment? The end of it. Well, that's typically not how you finish a tea bag. Just I know you you're transitioning from coffee to tea, but I've already had my coffee this morning. Just as somebody, I didn't mean to distract you. I didn't think you could tea. see me. If I, <laughs> unlike you, I have peripheral vision. <laughs> I couldn't see you when I was doing it. I will say that. Yeah, <laughs> you're like an ostrich. <laughs> you didn't think you were seen. Um, we're working on something that's pulling on our common experience, our friendship. Um, and is kind of exploring that in a very new and exciting way uh, that I think is sort of squeezing us creatively uh, as much as we can be squeezed. So that's what I love about it. And, and, and I think that there were, you know, kind of making the decision to begin working on it and then kind of the, the collaborative process that has ensued since we started working on it. Um, again, I. Uh, it's kind of the thing that we're working on when we're not doing everything else that we're doing, so it's kind of spanned this second half of the year, really probably from the spring until now. And uh, anyway, very excited about it, very excited about what it means for us creatively, very excited uh, about what you guys are gonna think about it, and to me that's been, it's been a highlight, definitely. It made my, yeah, it was number four for me. Number four? Yeah, number four. And if we could talk about it, it may be even higher than number four. Hopefully in retrospect, it will be successful enough that it will even move up the ranks. Like, oh, because it led to so much, that's an added bonus. But even if that doesn't happen, it's on the, it's, I think it's important that it's on the list now, but having not realized its potential. Yeah. Or failed. Yeah, it, <laughs> it may fail. Um, my number four is a sad one. It's um, in May. It was the the tragic, unexpected death of my uncle, my dad's sister's husband, my uncle Dan. Um, the the uh, I'll narrow down to 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 an interesting moment. It was after so. W- the family went home for the funeral and then we left the funeral and then one of the things that he always did was he was a big uh, quail hunter and he had these, he he bred and trained along with my Aunt TC these, all these hunting dogs. And then after the, after the funeral and the, there was like a, there was a meal at the church or whatever and then she was, Aunt TC was telling my kids about, well, I've got a, a litter of puppies that's just been born that then we were gonna, you know, it would be the next batch of dogs that then we were gonna train and they sell these um, y- y- these dogs because of their bloodline yeah. and their, their training, how well they're trained. And so we went out to the farm and saw the puppies. And I've, so I, I've got this picture of my Aunt TC with my kids holding these like newborn puppies in the in the wake of you know arguably one of the saddest moments probably the saddest moment that our family has endured it was like such an unexpected and terrible shock and still is in a lot of ways especially for my you know my, for my aunt and my cousins and those closest to my uncle their dad or husband and um, 
but that mo it was a very surreal event, and then that was a very surreal moment where it was like there was just a lit, you know, aunt, my aunt was able to find a little bit of joy in sharing these super cute puppies with my kids, and it was, um, and we took them out for the first time. She said, "Let's take them out for the first time into the field, and we're going to test to see if they're going to come when I call them." and and um, not just run around everywhere scattershot and then it's like we're gonna be chasing puppies and maybe losing one. I was actually nervous. She seemed very confident having done this a lot. And so that whole event was, is um, you know, we loaded the puppies up in these kennels and took them, took them down in, the, um, in her four-wheeler thingy. But as we're loading them up, I look over to the left and the tractor that my uncle was on when he was in the accident was there it, it had overturned and that's how he had died yeah. it was they had they had basically turned it back over and brought it up and it was in storage there in the barn just adjacent to where we were and like I look over at it and it was like I was they were getting the puppy so I was alone over there with it and it was it was it was a haunting moment you know to see the the wrecked tractor and that I was like, oh my gosh, she didn't tell me that it was here. And I was, you know, but what what could they, it's not like they could just get rid of it that quickly, I guess. Um, That was a very haunting moment that then we got the puppies loaded and we took them down there and they're running around and they're successfully following her and the kids are just laughing and it was just in the middle of this horrible event, this, this, you know, I'm I'm not gonna be cheesy and try to draw some sort of like, the puppies are the beginning of life. I am in no way saying that. Oh, but you kinda are. <laughs> I, I'm not really, I'm just saying that there was, there's just a moment of joy in, in in that that she was able to have with my kids that like was a little bit of relief. Yeah. It was also, right before he left, it was the last time that I saw my papa before, you know, the next time I saw him, he was on his deathbed when I flew into town. So he was at, you know, he was there. Um, he was talking to people. He was sitting. He was eating with everybody. It was the last time he was out and about that I saw him before he passed away. Um, just two months later, hmm. when we, so you know, our family went through a lot this year, and um, uh, and I've uh, I've shared a lot of that in detail. But you know, I I think that that that's a defining moment and makes my number four for the year. But your, your, the moment you had with your papa had to be, it. but the fact you told, you talked, I know the way you think, so the fact that you talked about it in a podcast, you didn't put it on your list, but that's obviously right. on your list. Yeah, uh, I, I think, you know, I decided not to put that moment higher because I, I, I didn't wanna re-talk about it. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I know so, that's what I'm I saying. I think that's really what it is. But in, like, the, in the so course, I do think there may be a lingering question. It's like, wow, having well, no, heard me talk about it, I why think, is that not higher? I think I know what it is. On my it's list. what you talked about: your tendency to not want to rehash things, but also the fact that you didn't think you were ranking them until you came in here this morning, right? But if I had a, called you on the weekend and said I'm ranking mine, right, you would have probably that that one would have been based on the way you talked about it. It would have been higher. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll make it. I'm number saying separately from the moment with the puppies. I'm saying the moment you like when you shaved your grandfather's face and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I don't about it extensively. Right. I don't think that. Yeah, I just, 
I think officially I will probably put that at, at my zero, which is higher than number one, if I've already okay. made a number one. Why so I, you... I appreciate you saying that because uh, I, I think it was just, okay, I don't wanna really get into it again on the, in okay. detail on the podcast. Why don't you go ahead, because you took my number two already. So okay. I've only got two more. Okay. So why don't you go ahead and share your number three? My number three is uh, my birthday and my wife's birthday together. Um, so our 40th birthday party, which again I talked about in here, the, the, the bowling. But in going back through it, first of all, I'm, you know, we had the big bowling party and we hired someone to take photos, which if, if you've got a big party that is meaningful to you, I highly recommend getting someone who knows how to take photos and pay, it's worth whatever you wanna pay them to get somebody to do that uh, in terms of like preserving those memories. So I was very happy that we did that when I looked back at it. Um, because I think the, the main takeaway now, having had all these months since it, was that so many of my friends were there. Basically, all of my friends made it. It's kind of a, it's a difficult thing to do in LA when it's like, yeah. can everybody show up? And I think that was such a defining, that, that's what I'm gonna call like the moment, the thing that I appreciate looking back at it. But that was a big moment and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna sneak in another one as part of that because then that was in May and then Christy took me to um, a nice hotel with like a rooftop pool in downtown Los Angeles and we spent the night there, we had a nice dinner and um, but we're, you know, it was my birthday, we were up on this pool, rooftop pool and um, I'm looking on social media and seeing all of these birthday wishes from people and I'm like, this is such a surreal place to be. Like, I'm, I have this ideal moment where Chrissy and I are having, you know, some time just the two of us celebrating my birthday. Bow, chicka, bow, wow. Oh gosh. But then there's this added bonus of I've got all these people tweeting at me about how much they want me to have a great birthday. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that is a that is a that is a grand benefit of being. Uh, YouTube famous is you got a lot of people, probably more than like the ratio standpoint of like fans who wish just normal celebrities a happy birthday. There's, Cause be. there's, a, there's more of a sense of connection so you get a much higher quality um, birthday wishes. Right. Which I was, listen, uh, which I was uh, listening to some music, reading my, reading my birthday compliments, <laughs> sunbathing with my wife, on a pool top, a rooftop pool. Um, That's a moment. It, that reminds me, because I didn't, it, it, I, it, I haven't said anything, a lot of these moments, time with my wife is sort of implicit in them, like the family moments, but there was a, we, I had a significant relational moment with my wife in Palm Springs. That was like something that we talk about in terms of like a moment of connection and sort of, um, you, you know, you, when you've been married for 17, 18 years, this will, I guess I'll be 18 in June. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, a lot of those like, you know each other so well, so a lot of those like really pivotal relational moments are things that happen like when you're getting to know each other and like earlier in your marriage. Yeah. Uh, and then you kind of settle into your marriage and the way that you carry out your relationship and, and those sort of like taking your relationship to a new level, um, those kind of moments become a little bit less, more, more hard to define. But yeah. we had one of those moments this year um, that was very significant that's folded into that Palm Springs. That didn't, I didn't want to forget about that. Yeah, I think there's, there is a private list that may, may not be specifically shared in the way this is our public list. Well, yeah, yeah. Unless you want to give more of the details. I don't want to give the details. Okay, I'm there just saying. you go. Um, yeah. So number three for me, I went with a very general thing, but I do have some specifics. It was our trip to Australia and Fiji. So okay. I've already talked about the tour aspect of that, but I have two moments within that trip, and I think this says something about the way that I see travel, in which you kind of hinted at earlier, uh, that I sort of remember being when I felt the best about these trips. Yeah. And that was the first day after we had gotten to the hotel in Melbourne and we were, just we walked across the bridge into the city and we're just walking through the city. We we're gonna go to that restaurant that our friends, uh, who uh, Jaden, who's from Australia, from Melbourne, had told us that we should go to. And you're just like walking across this bridge and then like walking through town and like taking it all in. I'm just like this, and I always, my personality is, if it's something new and it's something different, I'm registering all the ways that it's better than anything that I've ever experienced. I it's, remember you specifically that's, saying. That's my personality. Look kids, there's a Burger King. <laughs> I like well, you, you were very excited. And it was, uh, it's a little different. Is it called something different? It's called something different, yeah. It yeah. was not called Burger King. Yeah. Uh, because they couldn't call it that because there was a guy in Australia who yes. had, a, had a burger stand called Burger King and he wouldn't, he won a lawsuit and they changed the name of Burger King. Hungry Jacks. Yeah. Isn't that what it's called? That was it. But. Uh, Anyway. We're not fooled, kids. That's a Burger King. This is very a, excited. It says a lot about my personality that I'm. That's my number one, by the way, the Hungry Jacks. A, I'm really, ex I get very excited about circumstances and I want everyone around me to enjoy it as much as me. And I start annoying people with like pointing things out and being like, isn't this great? Right. I gotta learn to keep that inside. Um, but then it's also the very beginning of the trip. Yeah. It, 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 because that's inevitably what happens with me. Because the other highlight for me of the trip was something that we've talked about on the podcast before, is when we got on that boat in Fiji and went across the ocean at night, couldn't see anything except the stars, and we're like, we got the app out, and we're like, you know, looking at the, the stargazing app and looking at all the stars and the planets and stuff, and it was like the craziest, clearest skies we've ever seen. And then we get to this island, and there's no dock, and they just drive the boat to the shore and we just roll our pants up and just step into the ocean and walk onto this island that we were gonna be staying on. And that, and, and like there were people were singing and like yeah. that, again, it was the beginning of the trip. Now the rest of the trip was great, but it was the moment where the expectations are the highest. And I talk about travel expectations and how you should lower them so you can have a great time, but in the moment I cannot get away from it and I let it take me over. And it was just this like, this was such a good choice. This was such a good idea. Yeah. Uh, and that was a very significant moment for me. Yeah, that was uh, an amazing trip. I mean, the fact that we were able to take a tour 
take our tour over there as you as you've already mentioned and you know we just did we did those three dates they were all very special and then we capped it off with the Fiji thing I mean that is my number one okay mm. so you have hit my number one good <laughs> and gotcha and it's um it's that entire trip and it's so hard I, I all of those moments are spectacular that you've talked about and there's so many more um you know, I'll just shout out another one, which is when we were uh, when we went on we went on the day trip. Uh, you actually weren't there. Uh, yeah. the, the day trip outside of Sydney, me. and Lando. My, my takes, son was sick. We we get off. We're like um, taking taking some pictures. This amazing overlook, and Lando's like, "Dad, how do you take a selfie?" And I I I'm like, "Well, son, you just." Take the phone and then you hit that button so it turns around this way so you can see yourself and then you just take it. And I'm giving it to him while he does it and like Lando takes his first selfie. So that's not the number one moment of the year but it's a moment that encapsulates the type of things that you want to happen. It's like I ushered in my son's first selfie it's pretty, on I, an overlook in Australia. Now I just, uh, it's funny that Lando's hesitancy to take pictures, let pictures be taken of himself led to him being Eight or however old he right. is before he took. Yes. I got selfies of like non-talking Locke and Shepard, like just like picking, picking yeah. up the camera and because he refused, he refused to have his picture taken. He wanted to be, he wanted to be a ghost. Now he 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 welcomes pictures being taken of him. I mean, again, that's, that's another a good facet, quality. Another facet of that memory is that uh, he's he's changed and developed. It, you know, in terms of his self-confidence that like there's all these things wrapped up into this goofy selfie that he took, you know, where he's like, That's his, he's got that funny selfie look on his face. Um, so yeah, that I mean, that that whole thing, that whole trip is my number one and it was just, um, man, we you know, we've carved out time in 2019 for us to have extended vacations and we're kind of earmarking some of that time and trying to figure it out. So I mean, I, it actually led to that. Like, okay, we can, the, let's go big. Well, you know, I, I think carve that, out some time. So it, it well, um, it's it, to create more. It of shows those. you that. Um, I mean, first of all, the one of the great things about travel is because it shakes up your normal routine. It tends to be the thing that you remember when you look back, because it broke you out of your day to day. Right. Um, I even heard someone say, man, this was on a podcast. I'm sorry, I cannot remember who said it, but it was great advice that someone's dad said, given financial advice, that there's only a few things you should go into debt for, but one of those should be vacation. It's like don't, you can justify going into debt for a family vacation, which yeah, the eyebrows raise a little bit, right? But it's like. Oh, that's a provocative thing to say. It is. And that's why I said it. But the thing, the thing that I have thought about this year is, you know, when I think about the, what I'm spending my money on, it wasn't the only. There was a, there was yeah, another thing. I, I, I have I have but. thought that like this feels when we're if we're paying for a trip, for paying to to I've got some exciting stuff I'll talk about later because it's not happening anytime soon. But paying for travel in my mind is is I'm not going to go into debt for it, but it's justified, I, I'm like, hmm, you look at the price tag but you're like, yeah, but I'm creating this memory. So yeah, I think it's definitely justified. So that's my number one, is that entire 
that entire trip. Okay, well I, you've already hit my number two which was ending GMM 22. I've not looked at your number one, so I don't know what it is, but I, I can share my number two and we can hear your number one. Okay. My number two is the RV trip we took. I mean once once we got out of our own driveway, just like, which uh, I detailed how, how dramatically difficult that was, um, you know, we went to the Grand Canyon, we did the RV thing, uh, confined space, the dogs included. It's, I'm so glad we did that. Like I did it just because it seemed almost a little crazy for us to do it. And um, again, I think you should do it. I think mm. you should do the RV thing. Um, I gotta go sleep, I gotta go try to sleep on one. But we're driving back and we're, we're like headed to those caverns that I told you about and we're on, instead of taking the main interstate highway, we went off on Route 66 and it it felt like, you know, it's like stuck in stuck in time or however you say the phrase. Frozen in time? Frozen in time. And, There's um, gotta be another Disney reference. But the kid. <laughs> if you're talking about Route 66. But I mean, the, the kids were sleeping in the back of the RV and we were driving through this like amazing Route 66 scene from Cars and Christy and I are just kind of talking about, it, it was just a special moment for us just kind of talking about how we, we are creating, we are experiencing life with these people that we love so much that came out of her loins. Oh gosh. And it was just very cool, uh, uh, laid back moment of just driving on the open road where you feel like you could see for hundreds of miles either direction in the prairie. And I just remember that moment where nothing was happening and it was the time of reflection on like the tail end of our trip. It's like we did a good thing. So yeah. that that's, that's and, my number two. And you're like my kids will appreciate this when they're older. <laughs> Hopefully, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Because you, as a kid, you don't. It's very difficult to take it in and appreciate it. When you get, when you, when you get older, when you have kids, and life begins to move very, very quickly, uh, you're trying to create these experiences. You say uh, the kids are only going to be with us for this much uh, longer, and you're, you're you're trying to create those those memories that they'll look back and they'll be like, I did have a good childhood. <laughs> My parents did love me. Um, that when they're gonna really need it later in life. But in the moment, I think they're just kind of thinking, we're gonna get home so I can get my room. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I don't know what your number one is. Better be good. Uh, Well, my number one is therapy. Is that it? Yeah, now therapy for me did not start in uh, 2018, it started the very, very tail end of 2017. Okay. Um, I've talked about it a little bit. Um, but the thing, I mean, again, uh, I'm self-conscious anytime I talk about it because I feel like it's one of those, it's one of those really LA things to talk about and uh -huh. I know that we're out here in LA in this bubble and you can kind of forget what, um, it feels like to not be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but interestingly, 
uh, I would say that again, it's, it's kind of very similar to what I was talking about earlier that, you know, you change so significantly, so quickly when you're growing up uh, and you're going through, it's, you think about how quickly our children are changing as they grow up and like we haven't changed that much, right? You change in these dramatic ways, you know, both physically but your brain is changing and then the way you see the world is changing and then even in your, 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 your during your college time in your 20s you're experiencing these like just changes um, in, in, in your personality, even in your personality, not fundamentally your personality, but just different aspects. And I kind of feel like in a lot of ways, um, up until I started kind of exploring these things with the help of a professional, that I kind of just assumed I was going to kind of just be me, you just be the same guy yeah, yeah. for the rest of your life. You know, I'm like, I'm pretty healthy in general. I mean, I originally went to therapy, not because I thought that there was something wrong with me um, in, my, in terms of like the way that I see myself or think about myself, I went because of the stress that, what stress was doing to me. Mm-hmm. The fact that I kind of let stress affect me to the point that it was affecting me physically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just need somebody to help me deal, like kind of deal with this. I got help with that, but I think that the sort of the the breakthrough for me or the beginning of a breakthrough is when I start, started beginning to understand why I am the way that I am, like why I, my personality is the way that I am, the way that it is, why I'm so independent and um, why I can uh, cry while watching a commercial. The Lion King trailer. Like literally, can, I started watching, first of all, if you're not watching Dogs on Netflix, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, you should watch Dogs on Netflix. It's a document. It's a documentary series where they profile a different dog and human relationship and everyone. And I literally, the first episode, started crying during the opening credits. And then I just cry the whole time every episode. Is that episode. when they're sacrificing cats, like when the opening credits? Well, and, and speaking of cats, let me just say right now, you could not make this documentary about cats, okay? Hold on, now, hold on, we're talking about your therapy. Let's get back to you. You couldn't make it. Don't, don't deflect into the world of cat hate. I, fact, that was my fault. I challenge you to Let's make a documentary about the bond between cats and people and the, all the wonderful things. These Watch dogs and then tell me that they could do the same thing with cats. They couldn't. Unless you're it's about impossible. to cry, let's bring it back to you. Um, I'm in therapy for this, <laughs> for my cat <laughs> hatred. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting because I cry really easily at certain things like that, but then if you ask me things about, and I had a very, I, I had a great childhood. I didn't, I didn't experience like uh, th- Tra- trauma. trauma. And, um, but like if you ask me about things that like the most difficult things that I experienced growing up or whatever, I don't, there's no, I don't have, I don't experience, I don't, I won't cry. I don't have sadness about those things. But I can tell a story about them and make somebody else cry. But yet, so I started learning that like I, you got, your emotions have to come out in some way. And so for me, I'd, I had found this way to kind of deal with them by like, I'm gonna watch this documentary about dogs but yet not deal with what's going on inside and kind of it's, 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 more, it's more locked up. That's just kind of the surface level talking about it. But anyway, 
therapy has been significant for me because it represents sort of the beginning of uh, sort of a second journey in my life of kind of going inside and figuring some things out. Uh, I it feel like I'm at the very beginning of that, and there's a lot there's a lot of work. You hear people about talking about the work that they're doing, and then you start figuring out like, oh, I need to be working on myself in this way. And it's not just about some of the more obvious things which we we've, we've both been doing, which is like getting our schedule in order and making sure that we've got things for the kids, which some of that has been really assisted by therapy, but the like, what is it about me? How can I continue to grow? And then how the, how does that then affect the relationships that I have? How does that affect how, what kind of father I am, what kind of husband I am, what kind of friend I am? So that's been, that's number one. No specific moment. I won't talk about it like a moment in therapy in which I had like a, a breakthrough. I'll, I'll keep that. It's your private me, list between me and my therapist, but therapy as a whole. Uh, we will be posting our private list on um, our Instagram. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Is that is that how I'm gonna get back on it? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, thanks for that level of vulnerability, and you're number one. Um, yeah, and I think uh, well, there you have it. That's our that's our top ten moments of 2018. That. Uh, I'm so glad that we went back through them for our own benefit. Yes. Uh, I mean, at least to, to reflect and come up with them, you know, so that we could share them. No, it was, it was a good, a nice it was a good exercise to like, you start thinking like, wow, I actually did some stuff this year. I kind of thought that I didn't. And I'm trying to put together, now I went through the photos, I think I'm gonna put together a book. I think I'm gonna do that this year. You can get AI to do that. Uh, well, now that I've, I made an album that's just of moments and now I can get the AI to take it. It's not gonna take it from like a, a million pictures from 2018, it's gonna take it from an album of 100 pictures. Get the AI to caption all the pictures with fun fun thoughts. Okay, make copies for my relatives. Uh, yeah, so that's it, that's Ear Biscuits for 2018. Again, reminder that uh, we'll be back January 7th and then uh, all the video versions of the podcast will be over at the youtube.com slash earbiscuits brand new channel which you can subscribe to right now. Uh, and we hope you've enjoyed this year of Ear Biscuits. Think we, we changed things a little bit. As you know, we're always changing, yeah. we're always tweaking. And the way we tweaked Ear Biscuits this year was to make it just about the two of us. <laughs> no, we decided to, instead of focusing on bring, bringing people into interview, is like, well, we kinda, there's two of us, we can always talk about something and let's sort of have our friendship on display as part of this podcast, both exploring some of our common experiences, but then exploring questions together. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Personally, I enjoy yeah. this a whole lot more than I enjoyed when we when we have to figure out fancy questions to ask people. That's just me personally. Well, and that wasn't last year, that was many years ago. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I, but, we, but we've but we done, but we still flirted with that a little bit, and then we, we've right. kind of experimented with what the format was gonna be, and. Anyway, let us know what you think about where this is kind of settled out. We're obviously still always tweaking and anything that you would like to see in 2019. Hashtag Ear Biscuits. Anything you would not like to see in 2019. If you want it just to be me now. And we you wish know, that's, you. That's, I mean, we could do that I'm as well. I'm ignoring that. We wish you happy holidays and may your years always come to a close. Um, With your clothes on. Or actually not. May your years always come to a close without clothes. Happy New Year. Or not.
Thanks for listening to another episode of Ear Biscuits, which has been supported by 23andMe. 23andMe helps you understand what your DNA can tell you about you and your family story. It's named for the 23 pairs of chromosomes that make up your DNA. I know, you told me that I just quite a make, number of I times. I wanna make sure you get that I, link. I get it. 23andMe Health and Ancestry Service includes 90 plus personalized genetic reports that offer DNA insights on what makes you unique. Uh, 23andMe DNA Kit is the perfect gift for anyone you love. Mm-hmm. Now through December 25th, the 23andMe DNA Kits are on sale! And it's easy to do. You simply spit into it the tube provided by 23andMe Kit and mail your saliva sample back to the lab to be analyzed. Uh, I might suggest that you go into a private area to do that though. Uh, I, I accidentally made the mistake of doing a public spitting. Uh, <laughs> like on a bus. Turn some people off. Uh, with 23andMe, you can learn how your genes play a role in your well-being and lifestyle choices. Do you have the genetic muscle composition common in elite power athletes? I do. Believe it or not, both me and Link have that. So don't get your hopes up Yeah, so it means too much. <laughs> yeah, and we're, I mean, you know what? We're, in, in a sense, we're power athletes, man. We're powering through things in a all sense, the time. Yes, in a genetic sense, we are. You could also explore the genetics behind your appearance and senses. Some people may feel they get more mosquito bites than the people around them. My wife oh, is always saying that. They're eating me up. They eat me alive. Why aren't they eating you alive? You got sugar in your blood. That's what, that's what I was told growing up. Well, so, it's not true. It's a gene, man. Mm-hmm. What makes some people more attractive to mosquitoes than others? Uh, hot they bods, hot bods. Genetics. Now through December 25th, get a special discount on your 23andMe kit. Order your DNA kit at 23andMe.com slash ear. That's the number 23andMe.com slash ear. Again, that's 23andMe.com slash ear. Also, also, also slathering blood all over your body, is, that kinda attracts mosquitoes. Really? I need, I need to try, I've been trying to stop doing that. Yep, quit that. 